with Cindy Shepard, city council here in Hearst, and um, it was a debate night, and she asked to push the, uh, the conversation back an hour or so because she was a political person. And tonight, as I thought about that, I said, my politics is art. And I think Damian Taylor, part of the future of this nation, part of the future of art and creativity will agree with me. So here he is. And we're going to talk through the election, man. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm not terrible. Uh, it's election, so it's kind of a bummer. Other than that, uh, I'm doing all right. A bummer? What happened? Uh, talk to me. I need to hear it from from the youth, you know. From, from the youth of today? Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, I just don't, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the candidates. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess you're not really supposed to be a fan of the candidates, but... Uh, I would prefer somebody else, but it's all good. Whatever happens will happen. We'll make it through it, probably. Yeah. I agree. I would rather vote on music or, or anything. <laughs> hey, some but, people did vote on music. Some people voted Kanye in. People. <laughs> there you go. Power to the music. So what's up? What are you up oh, to? Man, nothing much. The quarantine really killed a lot of stuff for me. Uh... I know. I just I've just been trying to like paint and stuff still, just whatever I can get done. Okay. How often are you painting? Uh, I try to do it at least like twice or three times a week. Uh, okay. Three being the rarity, twice being the most of the time. Uh, I've been sticking mostly with jackets and stuff here recently. I've uh, seen some of those. Those are cool. Yeah, that's that's what seems to be getting the traction. So I'm not gonna mess with a good thing. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't want to do jackets now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You can. You can do that. I um, can, for sure. I do it all the time. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun oh, to yeah, have people right. go, but that makes you so much money. And um, just say, yeah, well, I'm doing this now. That um, makes sense. It's, yeah. You know, you know about punk rock. You know? I know about punk rock, yeah. <laughs> I know about the aggressive rock and rolls I do it. <laughs> yeah. So background on Damien Taylor. First time I met this youngster, I was uh, it was one of my first shows exhibiting at Central Arts in Bedford, and um, and Damien uh, he sang somebody happy birthday with the punk rock band behind him. It was great, and I was like, this guy's good. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know him. I want to go to Waffle House with them afterwards and the band and uh, see what he's about. So you, uh, if I had to describe you, you're a young Renaissance man. You think I'm a young Renaissance man? I do. I think you, you do. You're, you're having fun being young and sampling this and that and seeing how it all comes together. You disagree? No, I agree. I will say that Waffle House night, that was the best time I've ever had at a Waffle House. <laughs> which I which I guess isn't saying a whole bunch, but that was cool. <laughs> well, you know what? That's like um cuz we have these art shows 
that's my favorite part is where are we going to grub later and just uh hanging out and talking smack that's probably one of my best uh or the most fun i have at art shows is the the after the after grubbing so it's a i think it's a tradition maybe or maybe not maybe <laughs> it's a good one but for sure i think so that's where a lot of ideas get thrown around and yeah i remember distinctly uh we found out about that jukebox and we found out <laughs> that there was a heavier amount of metallica than anything else but there was also like Denny's own record label where they own yeah. or not Denny Waffle House's own record label where they made songs about like pancakes and eggs and stuff. Exclusive catalog. And yeah. so me and Cam to this day still make jokes about the, the Denny's record label or the Waffle, that Waffle House record label. <laughs> yeah. I, I've always thought it was cool that there's a, a jukebox in Waffle House. So, so jackets. What else have you been doing? Well, talk about what else you, what all, what all are you experiencing creatively? Um, I've been doing a lot of those jackets. I still do the canvas work. Uh, I've done a couple of cassette insert artworks for people recently. Uh, I'm about to start doing some shirt designs and stuff, like for my own brand. And so that'll be kind of neat. Uh kind of in the energy of like old 80s and 90s skateboard stuff. Yeah. Cool. Are you, so um, do you just sell these yourself or, do you, or have you set up shop anywhere online? Uh, I do. So uh, I will say that a lot of people I've heard, they're like, how do you have such good luck on just Facebook alone? But mm -hmm. on, on Facebook, I have a surprising enough following to where I can just post something and it'll be gone. You know, it'll be sold. Uh, Not the use of so a fan page or anything? Yeah, just, just, my, just, just my own personal, like, friends list going in, like, MySpace style, just going and be like, hey, I did this, and somebody either yeah. wanting that or wanting to commission something, and that's worked for me so far, so I won't mess with a good thing until I have to. So you haven't branched out into any of the other, uh, like, Instagram or I I do, I, I do Instagram. <laughs> I do Instagram for, like, my vintage stuff, like when I sell all my vintage clothes and stuff, I use that. I use Instagram for that. But even then, like, I have I have a, just a better response on Facebook. So I, I'll post something on Instagram, it'll get like two likes. I post something on Facebook, it has like sixty, and yeah. a ton of comments. So it's like I post it on both because the reach is important. But Facebook is definitely the 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 breadwinner in that. Well, there's different strategies. Um hashtags are everything on instagram it's yeah, also it's also um years ago because anytime there's a new format like i like to study it but an artist uh ugly ink is his uh handle he's out of new zealand and just grew this massive following and so i picked his brain about it and he said the difference in instagram is the community there. That and, makes sense. Well, it, it took me a while to process that, but as I um, started to compartmentalize my projects, like I have baseball projects, wrestling, this, that, I started to separate them into accounts, and I'm getting more feedback that way. 
So if you're doing something that's genre specific, it's kind of interesting to um, separate that out and fool with it that way. It's just way different than Facebook. Facebook's generally people to me that I've shook hands with. Some yeah. of them aren't, some of them I have not, but most of these people I know, and I, I know a lot of people. And as far as that, yeah, it's good. But wanting to reach outside of that and start shipping your stuff different places, Instagram's pretty cool. So, so anyways, unsolicited uh, knowledge there, Damien. Uns so. Unsolicited knowledge. <laughs> it's, it's, at least it's like good knowledge. <laughs> well, it's just, it's thoughts. I, I like talking about this stuff because um, believe it or not, people are listening. And, um, and sometimes uh, it's stuff people haven't, they haven't thought about. So, and it's important to think about it. Because yeah. you, you, you mentioned um, COVID kind of taking your steam away a little bit. Talk a little about bit. that. What happened? Uh, it wasn't even just like, I mean, like, especially on the art, but also just like everything. So I, right before the lockdown, uh, I had lost my job. And I ended up just switching straight over to just art and all the vintage stuff. And it was really, really strong for like that first like month or two of going into that lockdown. And yeah. then it really dipped like really hard, like just on like the sales flow and stuff, which is like, I still sold enough to the point where I'm like, yeah, I can keep doing this. But it was like, it went from like really, really good to just like really scraping. And it, okay. and I think it, I think a lot of it was because, uh, a lot of people did have to end up not working and because you know if you don't if you don't work you don't have the money to buy just frivolous paintings and windbreakers so like that probably killed a lot of people's like want to buy those things and then when the stimulus check came uh people that thought they were gonna like oh i can spend this on stuff they get it and they realize they haven't been working and they're like shoot i need this money to be responsible with and so that, that killed a lot of it. I didn't stop painting, but it, it ended up building up a lot of, uh, like, like revenue of paintings. And uh, I will say, though. You mean inventory? Yeah, inventory. Thank you. I could okay. not think of the word to save my life. Uh, I will say, though, when people, when the lockdown was, like, imminent, that was when thrifts and stuff were empty. And so I was able to pick up at least probably like 40 or 50 denim jackets. Yeah. And so now every time someone orders one, unless they have some obscure size, like an extra small or like a three X, I already have the jacket. So it's like, yes, I can start on this tomorrow and get it done in three days and they'll have it. Yeah. And so that's, that saves me money on having to find like the jacket and wait for it to come to me then do it then wait for them to come get it or ship it out or whatever and so that that helped a lot but the the money flow was what really hit the hardest i think okay so your job are you still just counting on your art and yeah i'm still i'm still counting it's like it's like 60 percent art 40 percent vintage okay no that's great yeah um 
Well, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm backtracking again to um, that's the power of Instagram, because I think what you're experiencing is like, yeah, that's this concentrated area. But if you're able to, and I'm talking about this because I, I went through the same thing. Um, instantly, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I didn't know how I was going to keep me and my children in this house. <laughs> and um, to me, it was what I had been working on over the years, but was busy when there wasn't a pandemic, you know, doing things for the, the nonprofit that I work for. Um, but it gave me a chance to really think about how to market outside of here. So now pretty much daily, I'm shipping things all over the country. Starting, I've gotten a few orders out of the country. And um, I think what you're doing with the jackets especially has that type of appeal. So you really should think about that. And then, because um, I don't know where you were working, but um, I'm going to think you weren't loving it. It was, always, it was rough, man. It was it was a certain restaurant that sold fried chicken, and it wasn't the, it wasn't okay. really the good ones. <laughs> it's it's the job I remember, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, dude, you don't need you don't need to be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, you have way more potential than that. So so think about that. I'm lecturing you always, but I can't help it. <laughs> it's it's good lecturing though. It's not like like finger point wave type lecture. It's like pristine information lesson. Well, and it's always, you know, you can listen to me or not. It's okay. <laughs> but, you know, to me, I just, um, man, I, I enjoy watching your creativity because it reminds, it always reminds me of why I got into this, why I still do this, why I'm this age with this many kids and still, um, am intent on getting people to pay me for my self-expression. So, so anyways, things to think about. And if, yeah, do you ever want to pick my brain further on that? But there's plenty of, I mean, you know, you're familiar with YouTube and all that. There's plenty of stuff out there that uh, give you ideas and push things along. So, so what else, man? What's in the future? Um, like I said, I'm about to start building up a screen printing rig so I can start doing this like branded stuff. Uh, and that kind of stems from like, I look at a lot of, if, I mean, people that know me know that I like clothes. Yeah. Too much, to be honest. But uh, I should have mentioned that. Like, I, I think fashionista, man. Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I've met people that are like, you do art? I thought you just bought clothes. And I'm like, no, but uh, it's funny. But I just look at like some modern clothes versus like just even, for example, like skateboarding stuff from the 80s and 90s and even just early 2000s. It, it's progressively gotten like more boring. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to like bring back some of that old steez of it looking good like it did yeah. in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, whether that be with like, absurd dragons and skulls or just circles and triangles and stuff that make it look all wonky. Where do you think that interest came from? Where do you think that developed from? Uh, I don't know. Oh, man. I think a lot of it comes from 
So what the the one memory I have of like old stuff as a kid was my cousin showed me a lot of nineties anime. Yeah. And so I feel like that nineties anime then led to like, okay, what else is from that time period in like eighties and nineties? And I started getting into like metal and like that golden era of metals like eighties and punk and stuff like that. And then more later, uh, more hip hop stuff. And oh, goodness. Okay, got no, it. But I like <laughs> liked what I was hearing because it's what I thought. Music, music was a source of inspiration for you. Absolutely. And that, uh, for sure. Because uh, Teal Sons and I talked about this when he was on, and you know how key music is to creativity. For me, growing up, it was looking at album art. And that got me into photography, which led into everything else that I did. But I think, I think that's cool. And I, I, uh, I could just see it in the stuff you put together. I think one of my favorites is you showed up to an art show carrying a uh, Care Bear once. Yeah, that was good. That was real good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of the show for me. So. Yeah, dude. I, I think I was. I was. I'm pretty sure I was wearing, wearing like a Metallica Ride the Lightning shirt, just carrying a Care Bear walking through, and that was that was the fit. Just that was that it, care, man. That was it. That that that's, made that's, a, that's what I people like, ask about. Yeah, Damien has arrived. It's like there he is. <laughs> that's how it's got to be sometimes. I agree. I um, a friend of mine was talking about when um. Well, he was inferring that I showed up to the outdoor markets not knowing what Houston weather was like because I would show up um, pretty much in a suit, ascot. And um, I'm like, well, I can, I'm conscious of how to interpret the weather forecast. I know it's hot. <laughs> but all of the people out there remembered the guy in the ascot in Houston, 100 degree degree of weather it was a statement <laughs> absolutely and, uh, yeah but uh I, I i enjoy it not not as much as well uh parenthood has um just beaten me down and, uh, i don't dap her up the way i used to but <laughs> but uh, i will but say I, I remember that era of sergio it was specifically it was like I want to say it was either like a brown or a gray, like corduroy-esque, like suit jacket. Always had paint on it in the ascot. I remember that pretty distinctly. I still uh, do it a bit, but when when I was, like I said, pre-fatherhood in Houston, man, I used, yeah. to, I used to really go for it. But I don't know. I don't have time to shop, and or I don't make time. I'm doing father stuff. <laughs> Hey, how it be sometimes? You, you, he might know one day. So, <laughs> I, I think I, I realized my life had changed when um, I went to a photo shoot and somebody chased behind me and asked me if this was my diaper, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, that's that's my diaper. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> like things done changed, man. So, um, what? Because some people are listening. Talk about uh, themes on your jackets. What What is your 
So with like things when it's like, I'm going to personally do this. Right. And it's always, it's almost always Looney Tunes stuff. I don't know. I don't know what it is about like Looney Tunes stuff, but it's like, all right, I have this denim jacket. What am I going to paint on it? It's always a Looney Tunes character. Uh, and obviously I do like the commissions that are other stuff, but it's like, I got to paint this Looney Tunes character on this now. <laughs> and well, see that, that was a hot nineties thing. You're conscious of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably what a lot of it comes from. Cause yeah. like I'll see pictures of like Flavor Flav and those like Fred's Flintstone pants. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yo, that might've been an idea. <laughs> see, I, that was high school for me. I remember that being everywhere. So <laughs> it was the golden era. Well, um, so talk about commission versus just doing what you want. Um, I will say that commissions normally I'm lucky enough to, I've never had somebody want something that just in my head, I'm like, this is a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> That that's what would be really hard for me. I would still do it. Don't get me wrong, but it would be really like gut wrenching and grueling to like work on this jacket and being like, "Yo, this is looks dumb." <laughs> yeah. And like, which mind you, they would like it, and that's what really matters. But I'm lucky enough to where pe- when people commission me to do stuff, like the even like the music stuff that people have commissioned me to do is like punk stuff or like Depeche Mode stuff. So it's like stuff I actually like. So I'm lucky enough to be like, "Yo." that'll be good. And so I can have that confidence throughout it. Um, so with that being said, like the commission stuff, normally it feels about just as normal as just doing what I want to do. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm lucky in that sense that I don't have to do commissions that either worry me about my, my being able to actually sit down and do it well, just talent based. And also the mentality of like, yo, this is bad. So I don't have yeah. to worry about any of that. And I'm lucky enough that I haven't had to worry about that. When I have to worry about that, I'll worry about it, but I haven't had to yet. Yeah. Well, the day may come and I'll just say it's okay to say no. I actually say no to a lot of things. And um, it actually, it just feels better than doing something I didn't want to do. <laughs> Makes so, sense. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, you always have to think about why you got into something. Did you get into it to be told what to do or yeah. <laughs> to do? <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, I'll play ball in a commission, but I've got, I've got to like this idea. So, yeah. What else, man? Oh, man, another big, another big inspiration, uh, just VHS tapes. Um mm-hmm. It's it's odd the amount like it started off with just buying like VHS tapes that you could find anywhere and then it's like dove into like whoa look at this weird Russian bootleg of Alien versus Predator that has them hand drawn on it really badly it's like this is important <laughs> and yeah. so like and it's I think I think VHSs and cassette tapes like music cassette tapes that like influence of like the whole bootleg thing and like drawing your own artwork for them. I think that was like, that was like peak of like cultural movements and stuff. I I was in a Zoom meeting actually, and 
So this friend of mine had a uh, poster behind her. And I have to ask her more about it. But it's, I want to say Poland. I could be wrong on the country. But for some reason, they weren't allowed to have the movie posters from the companies. So they would make their own. Have you seen these? Yeah, Poland was really big on it. Uh, Russia a little bit. Um, and um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico did it too. Or they'd do their own covers and they would look really cool, but it would have yeah. nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> right, because they're just making <laughs> stuff up. It's yeah, great. that they think fits, and it's re- they're really good. I had this, I had this homegirl in high school, who was from Puerto Rico, and she had a bunch of them that she had, like taken when she moved. She would show me, I'm like all the time, and I was, I always try to buy them off her, and she's like, no. But they were like the coolest thing ever. Just seeing, just like random, like Batman with a sword made no sense, <laughs> but it's like he's got a sword now. I think the idea of bootleg in general, it's just cool to look at oh it's really good if you look at bootleg toys bootleg star wars um and it reminds me of youth because sometimes i had these bootleg toys (laughs) those bootleg figures are really good (laughs) but uh and then and then it makes me happy whereas back then i was like man i wish i had the real (laughs) the real brand one but then yeah and then you see it now and you're like god i wish i still had them (laughs) well it became an aesthetic and it it translated into everything you know um like growing up for me especially girlfriends um didn't understand my music like why are you how did you even find this record and when i thought about that question it was well i mean i could go pay a lot of money to go to an arena concert um which i couldn't i couldn't pay that So my alternative was the places that it was like five bucks to get in or I knew somebody or I carried some equipment in. (laughs) You carry an extension cord? You got with the band? Yeah. And um, so that was the music that I was excited about because I saw it live. I saw the opening bands and then I'd start to dig in record stores, you know, pre-internet. Yeah. And um, just – I don't know. It's like another plane of existence, I think, sometimes. And that's how bootleg stuff is. And that's kind of sounds like what you're drawn to as well. I mean, I know you are musically because that's been yeah. a lot of our conversations. It's just records, and um, which I always enjoy because no one, a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you experience that, but it's like. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'll just be quiet. <laughs> I remember, I've gone on like dates especially like yeah. now like not to gatekeep or anything like now when people are just kind of wearing metal artwork shirts which is all cool and fine or whatever I went on a date with this girl one time she was wearing a uh god what, a napalm death shirt and I was like oh dude napalm death's really cool you'd also like, like you know, all these other bands like Charles Bronson <laughs> and stuff and she's like dude I don't even know what this is and I was like there's I was like this cool shirt and I was like oh well it is a cool shirt I was like, ignore everything I just told you. <laughs> yeah, that's always a bummer. <laughs> I mean, it, like, it's okay. Know. Like, it's kind of like, eh, I'm not, I'm not going to be the, the kind of guy that's like, oh, you were in a Metallica album, name your top six Metallica tracks ever. Like, I'm not going to be that guy about it. You should totally become that guy, Damien. I don't think like, I should. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that is annoying. No, 
nobody wants to be that guy. But yeah, by the same token, sometimes you're just dejected about a conversation. Just, yeah, yeah just sure. hope. <laughs> well, that, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We're going to make it, Damien. It was just funny to see the look <laughs> on her face. She's like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what this is. <laughs> it's like speaking a different language to somebody. They just don't even know what you're talking about. So, um, how much inventory have you built up painting-wise? You said you were... I actually, uh, I moved a quite a bit of them. I, I ended up selling a lot to, like, family members that live, like, out of state that just don't ever get to see me. Cool. They, like, they all found out that I had a bunch of paintings and all hit me up at the same time. They're like, we'll give you a 75 for it or a 100 for it or, like, whatever it was for it. And I was like, deal. Uh, yeah. But so, like, now I have, like, seven paintings left is it and i need to okay. i need to get on the ball about doing more but uh for a little bit it was literally like me just i i would go to like hobby lobby get those cheap canvas bundles mm-hmm. and then and then like over a week or two just paint all of them go get more of them and i was making enough off the vintage clothes where i could keep buying the the canvases and it wasn't setting me back any so i painted a ton and then like my family members all found out like family members that i don't even know like all found out and they're like, Oh, he's going to be something big. We better get one. Well, there's kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So you have these things in motion. Are, are you thinking about how it develops? And if so, like, what are you, what are you doing to, to make those things happen? So, I will say, like, for example, like the shirt thing going in motion. Uh, what I had decided for my first thing is I was just going to do a bunch of stuff on vintage camo. Because, like, I was, like, I picked up a bunch of, like, those, like, 80s and 90s, like, hunting camos that are more illustrated than just printed on. And I was, like, man, these are really good blanks. And I was, like, what, what can I do with all of these? Because I just I had built up a stockpile of, like, 15 pairs of pants that I couldn't fit and like things like that. I was like, what can I do with these? And I was like, I just need to go and screen print on all of these. Yeah. And so like pants, jackets, a couple hats, a lot of shirts. I'm just going to sit down and I've been, I've been kind of like working on the designs and stuff that I want to do for them. Uh, very politically charged designs uh, because it's like that redneck camo. So I had to do some, yeah. politi- had to do some political like type stuff on them. And, uh, well, it's contrast, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. It, 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 <laughs> it's, it's funny because it works kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And so I'm hopefully, by by time like December comes around, I'm building the rig right now. I'm having old, old Cedric help me make the screens and stuff. And so I should be able to have that ball rolling by time, like early December, right in time for people to start buying stuff. Yeah. And cool. so it should work out. That'll be like the first shot. Then I have all my other stuff from there planned out where it's like bigger scale stuff. But as far as um, marketing it, are you evolving that idea? or? Uh, I have been. Um, a, 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 a weird kind of thing that I've wanted to do with it is I wanted to do an old, like an old style like skate tape, like skate companies used to do. <laughs> And so I have like, I've been like underhandedly like going around, not, I won't say underhandedly making friends because these are people I actually enjoy being around. But like, I've kind of like snooped and seen like who's good at 
who's good at skateboarding so i can be like oh yes would you like to be in this video kind of thing and it's like i'll yeah. give you shirts and money and stuff if you skate this video for me kind of thing which is kind of how it has to be anyways yeah no that's cool man i love that and so like that'll be cool i've had I've, you know and i have a lot of people that you know that kind of come from the same like level of interest as me on stuff and they're like hey can we do jackass style stuff in the in the in the state <laughs> and it's like absolutely you sure can <laughs> it's like i am not gonna stop my tape from looking even better because of the fear of you getting hurt that's fine by me you know it's funny um in houston i was on a photo shoot and it was red bull was the client <laughs> and so we're going from scene to scene doing these pictures with these models and these skater kids come along and uh, then they scurry off. There was an ex, I mean, it was just an exchange, but it was funny because we all sat there and kind of thought the same thing. I was the first to say it. I'm like, you know what's funny? Generation to generation, skate culture doesn't really change much. <laughs> Absolutely, it doesn't. It's Those kids funny. are the same as they were when I was growing up. So it's, it, yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Because like that, just just that inquiry, can we do jackass type stuff? I'm like, yeah, that's a absolutely. That's, that's what they would ask. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've talked to like old head skate like skate dudes too, like that are in their like forties now. Like, oh, I grew up in in Santa Cruz. I used to skate all the time. They said that like growing up, like surfer dudes were that same way. Yeah, they were a little bit more laid back, but they still had that like attitude of like you can't tell me what to do i'm gonna go surf and live on the beach and yeah. stuff like that whole i guess that whole like freedom mentality and i'm sure like that skateboarding that's really all extreme sports really there's a lot of things art music the sound it, it all kind of comes full circle the, there was a what was the movie jonah hill directed it oh midsummer or not midsummer uh mid-90s Mid nineties, that's what it is. Mid definitely not midsummer. Mid nineties. Yeah. You saw that? I did, I did. You know, it was weird because I, I no, not a skater. Um I had some skater friends, but just not my culture. But that movie was really deep, I thought. Like I think I think it was really well done. I well, I thought the line I collect connected with the most was um I guess he's asking, he's talking with the homeless guy and he asks a question back, you know, why do you skate? He's like, yeah. you know, it just, it just feels good. You know, I forget about everything when I'm doing it. And, uh, and that was actually a pretty deep answer, you know, because that's, that's how I feel when I make things, when I'm in my groove, when I'm creating too many projects. I mean, that's my, that's my zone. And I, I feel like that. So it, uh, it brought me closer to the skater community and I'm sure they're all thankful for it. So <laughs> that's what they needed. The last, the last that's, piece of the puzzle was surgery. You know what? It's like, we needed that guy. We did. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, yeah. like groups of them in big empty rooms with echoes just yelling like, yes, yeah, we got they're, it. <laughs> they're listening right now. And um, we've changed the world on election night, no less. Yeah. So, I'm excited, dude. No, uh, no telling what's next. <laughs> I don't know no, if I would man. necessarily say I'm excited about it, <laughs> but, but yeah. it'll happen. It'll happen. Okay. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. 
Let them have their celebration, Damien. <laughs> Don't downplay this. Don't downplay <laughs> this. This is an important moment. <laughs> man. Well, good, man. I'm glad to hear uh, you're doing. You're doing well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me the truth. <laughs> well, how are you? Um, I mean, are you are you out and about without a mask? Oh no, I just go on. Frolicking in mask. Frolicking in malls. <laughs> I go, Do people I go to malls? Oh, dude! I was just talking about this the other day. I walked into the I walked into the mall and it was in, it was like empty. Oh, and man. like, mind you, I know a lot of it is like the the virus and stuff, but like even before then, I remember going in the mall to go get socks or pants or something, right? And Mad I was man. like, yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> That's and like, crazy. I was, I was like, man, I was, <laughs> stop. I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, there's hardly anybody in the mall. And I was like, man, when I was a kid, I remember seeing all the all the emo kids and little like mall goths and stuff like all over the place, like mall rats type stuff, like everywhere. And then I go in and there's like there's like people my age that look like we're all suffering. We're like, we just gotta go pick up these these Adidas's or something. Right? <laughs> like we just didn't want to order them online that was cheaper without paying shipping or something. And like I feel like I feel like it's a culture that's like dying. I feel like kids need to start going to the mall again. Well, what's killed it is the shopping centers like that have your Michaels and your Hobby Lobby and your whatever. Well, also just like internet shopping. There's that, but I mean, going to the physical store has been replaced by those things. Yeah. I think um, as far as kids hanging out on it, I think there's enough internet technology that. You know, why, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> because, you no, I, I, I remember, uh, I don't know why I was in the mall, but I'm like, man, these things are dead. Uh, occasionally, I used to take my kids to the playground, but yeah. that, that was about the extent of it. I'm like, well, that sucks, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to be here, you know, um, except for bad uh, food. Bad, bad court, Oh, bad food court food. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Uh, that's not my store. <laughs> <laughs> bad at the honest isn't your place? It's not your it's not your dish. It's not uh it's not up there, man. Sorry. <laughs> it's not it's not your top five stores of all time. No, it didn't make the list. <laughs> Shoot. But um but no man, it's good. Keep keep at it. I wanna see I want to see the evolution of Damian Taylor and I'm committed to keep um, on uh, continuing the artist bebop series. So I want you to come back and tell me about your overwhelming success. I will. It's either going to be that or it's going to be that I've completely just lost my mind and I've pulled all my hair out and it's going to be like a reverse Jackson Pollock or I'm just off the walls and <laughs> we will rehab you. <laughs> We're going to rehab me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you talked about uh, I'm, I'm furthering us here, but uh, you know, inspiration is a lot of pop culture. Are there any artists that you've taken inspiration from? Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with like street artwork and stuff, but Cause K W S Cause, the guy that does the little characters like the Boneheads, and he did uh. He did the 808s and Heartbreak artwork for Kanye West. Like that artist, uh, 
I like him quite a lot. Uh, uh, Takashi Mirakami, the Japanese artist that does all oh, the flowers man. and yeah. stuff. I yeah. like him a lot. Uh, Keith Haring, I like sometimes. Uh, I, I get into moods about Keith Haring. Like, sometimes like, well, that was a pretty cool idea. And other times like stupid stick figures and stuff like that. Like, just depending on how I'm feeling in the day. But, uh, yeah, like a lot of those kind of guys. Uh, looking back on it, the, the uh, which, I mean, like, looking back on it, like I grew up in the 80s. Uh, a lot of the old. Uh, the older, when like, did you grow up? <laughs> Me? I'm, I'm yeah. 23, so I guess okay. in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> Way back in the day, man. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm actually, I'm 46. But, like, looking back on it, uh, like, in the 80s, uh, you can kind of see when skateboarding ads, like, if you really trace it, they started getting, like, oh, we got to actually start doing cool stuff. Because, like, up until the 80s and stuff, it was just some guy, some kid on a skateboard, and it's like, this is the ad, Right. But then, like, yeah. pa- like, like Powell Peralta skateboards and stuff, they started, like, let's put a poodle on a skateboard or let's make Tony Hawk be biting a skateboard <laughs> or, like, or, like, somebody eating it like it's breakfast. <laughs> it was, like, it was like th- they were, like, those ads are not going to work. And then they totally worked. Yeah, now, I will say that I'm, uh, you know, I wasn't a skater, but I loved looking at the art that was going on to boards. Um, I just loved looking at those and they, I think had some kind of influence now that I think about it, but, but what you're describing were the, yeah. Cause it was just a strip, you know, of a skateboard, like a blue yeah. or a yellow and, um, you know, some kid. And, um, so yeah, I, I had never really thought about that shift. Cause yeah, all of a sudden skating all of a sudden was a different good, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that looks cool. You know, um, I still didn't want to bust my ass on a, a board so <laughs> i was like i'll, I'll just observe <laughs> from afar well even yeah even just in like just looking at the artworks on skateboards in the 80s mm-hmm. was when they really started making them look good like in the 70s cool. in the 70s it was just like oh there's a wave on this because it's like surfing and in the 80s they were like let's put dragons and grim reapers and and yeah. Dracula and stuff on them and like pentagrams and stuff make it look really cool. And it was like, yeah. it's what the kids want. They want the blood and the violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they were kind of right. <laughs> it's funny. It's like Todd McFarlane, the guy that like made Spawn, that was something yeah. he said a lot. Like he, there was, there was an old nineties video of him like drawing what's like, and while Stanley's talking to him or whatever, he's like, I'm going to put a bunch of skulls on this guy. And, and Stanley's like, why are you going to put all those skulls on him? He's like, cause he was like, <laughs> and, and Todd McFarlane's like, oh, the kids love skulls, chains, skulls, swords, everything. The kids love them. And it was, it's like the funniest thing because it's true. Like as people, as like, the, as that darker imagery does ring a bell to a lot of people. Well, yeah, that as far as comic books, I remember that shift as well, because, you know, we had Marvel, we had DC and then all, all of a sudden there was image. And yeah. We, uh, comics I, I did devour, and um, I remember getting the early spawns and all, just anything image, because it was, you know, grittier, and uh, there were skulls. It is a lot grittier. And, and just, yeah. And then that changed the way DC and Marvel made comics. Absolutely. Is, it's cool to, to see things have an effect 
on one another. So, and, um, and that's why I keep connected, man. I'm watching the you because I still get ideas and I still do different things because of it. So keep on, keep on bringing it. And likewise, you know, absolutely. It's a, it's energy. It's good energy. So, and that is how we're going to shape the future of creativity and art. <laughs> so keep on keeping on, man. I will. You better do the same. I will see you next time. <laughs> Later, Serge. I do. All right, we're rewinding here. Because we got off camera and started talking about TikTok. And um, Damien said he's tired of doing dances for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> tired of being an e-boy. He will, he will not have it anymore. Well, okay, so here's my experience. I saw it and um, I was like, this is one long fart joke. <laughs> I didn't, I was completely confused by the, the format. Like, what's going on here? Like, because, yeah, there's people dancing, you know, the, it's just, uh, like, then after a while, I'm like, I start to get it. And a lot of it, it has different uses. And strangely enough, what really drew me into it is when um, the George Floyd riots, if you wanted to see what was really happening, it was being uploaded to TikTok. And... So I started to consume it a lot. But then in between, um, you know, riot stuff, there were these people dancing. And um, I started to get it a little bit. I think it's a escapism. The duality of be, man. <laughs> people just want to be happy for the most part. You know, there are those that are maybe bent on not being happy. But I think I don't see it as a... I can see having an aversion to it because I had, I had that. I was like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> but then I was like, well, you know, you're a grown up now. And um, when a new format comes along, you have to capitalize on it as a, <laughs> as an, as an artist, as a business person, you know, my, my, my thing is like, I need to get all of these things out there. So I watched it then, you know, I was trying to wrap my head around it. I made a few pieces of content and I realized, you know, you're just trying to copy what you see and that's not you. And I think most people kind of feel pressure to do that maybe because it becomes about like who I want to go viral. Yeah. But when I started to have fun with it was um, when I just started to be me on it. And I mean, I've got like a, a pathetic amount of followers <laughs> numbers wise. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, I got five. Okay, Damien. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, I, I I don't I don't have many. But I always say those are my followers, and um and they are watching. It's cool. Um, but it uh, you know, I started to make content that I like, and then I started to use it for TikTok, but then other formats. And, and that's brought me business and that's brought people my way. So uh, the thing is, uh, at the end of it, it's, it's all work. Cause that that's marketing. But, um, I always say it beats checking into a cubicle every day. Absolutely. <laughs> if all I'm doing is trying to figure out how to make a video that I like that can promote my message and what I do, then, um, 
I think it was worth the uh, the effort to do that. So again, I'm lecturing you. I apologize, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> you will like TikTok, but uh, <laughs> have like a chalkboard, like Goodwill Hunting. It's like this is. <laughs> Uh, my my thing, uh, like TikTok, is especially, it's about uh, seeing the different personalities because it's like it's TV, you know, <laughs> at, a, at a like amazing pace. Like, um, but uh, but I think you have personality enough to uh, draw people in on that. I have enough and personality to be an e boy. That's right. Well, too, <laughs> it's not about. <laughs> no, I get what you're it, saying. <laughs> it's not about anything but drawing people to your product. Absolutely. Your brand. So, anyways, work it. <laughs> All right, we will sign out. All right, I'll catch you later, bud. <laughs> Beep up.